It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Today is Friday, December 16th, and it's just about time to push play on this second matchup of the year against the Buffalo Bills. Our final thoughts here today on the show. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Friday, December 16th. Tomorrow night, the Dolphins will be playing the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park uh, with a chance to move to 9-5 and five and keep their AFC East playoff hopes alive or drop to 8-6 and six and potentially into a tie for the final places on the wild card with three games left to play. Of course, the Dolphins will have two of those three against other teams that are firmly in the AFC East uh, race for a wild card position and the AFC Conference race for a wild card position between the Jets and the Patriots. But that's for the next several weeks. Today, we have to talk about this Buffalo Bills game. Uh, I am recording a little bit later in the day today on Friday. It's, it's close to lunchtime than I normally do, but I do thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And I held out because I wanted to hold the phone and get as much of an up-to-date snapshot on the weather forecast as I could possibly get for this game. And what I'm going to read to you now is the weather alert for Orchard Park from weather.com in advance of the game that's taking place this weekend. Lake effect snow warning from 7 p.m. Friday to 1 p.m. on Monday. Okay, lake effect snow warning remains in effect from 7 p.m. Friday to 1 p.m. Monday. Heavy lake effect snow is expected. Total snow accumulations of one to three feet in the most persistent lake snows, winds gusting as high as 35 miles per hour. Travel could be very difficult to impossible. Hazardous conditions could impact morning or evening commutes. Uh, heavy snowfall will fall in relatively narrow bands if traveling. Be prepared for rapidly changing conditions and visibilities. The weather forecast, if you go to the hourly breakdown at Orchard Park, uh, the snow starts tonight between 7 and 8 p.m., and it will snow continuously through at least midday Sunday before the first break in the action with not even snow showers, just snow all day on Saturday. So we've seen the Dolphins try to embrace the conditions like they did in, in training camp with the, I wish it was hotter shirts. Well, now they have the, I wish it was colder shirts and talked about Mike McDaniel talked about, you're either going to make this a thing or you're not going to make it a thing. And they seem to be embracing it. And I'm glad that's the case because this is very clearly going to be a big, big challenge. But what this also is, is uh, generally speaking, the 
ultimate equalizer for a football game. The ultimate equalizer for a football game. Because, no, you know, Siri, I'm not talking to you. Um, There is this variability and unpredictability that comes with a conditions game like we are expecting the Dolphins to play in. That it is effectively a game of chance. Any break, individual break, could define the entire game. And I know I've said this on the podcast before, but expectations minus reality equals disappointment, right? So all week I have kind of set my expectations on the show and been very transparent with all of you as far as what they are, which is I'm not expecting a successful trip to Orchard Park. But if you told me you could get placed into an environment like this and just let whatever happens, happens, okay, the Dolphins are a talented football team. Let's let whatever's going to happen, happen. And as we went through earlier this week when we did the remainder of the schedule for all the AFC teams, uh, this game in the grand scheme of things, the Dolphins currently sitting somewhere around 70% playoff probability. A loss takes you to like 65%. Now, a win would take you to like 92%. So there's a lot to be gained, but relatively speaking, relative to everything else that's happening around you right now, the Dolphins, if they wake up on Sunday morning and they're eight and six, they won't find themselves in that much of a different position than they are right now, other than the door is effectively shut on winning the AFC East and you are playing firmly for a wild card. And it's three games, two of which are at home to put your foot on the gas pedal and it's time to go. It's time to go now if you want to win the East. It's a great opportunity for the Dolphins. And it, it, there is, you could throw everything out the, out the window if this is what you're going to get. If what they are calling for, the kind of climate where snow, you know, wind gusts up to 15 miles per hour, I mean, there'd be, there'd be more localized gusts that are higher than that, but effectively just nonstop snow. It's going to take the Bills away from the things that they wanted to do, probably based on their strengths as a team. It's going to take the Dolphins away from the things that they wanted to do as far as the strengths of their team. And it's going to be a very close-to-the-vest type matchup. And I don't think you have to look any further than the game that the Bills just played against the New York Jets. They were at home against the Jets, and they won 20-12. to And they statistically, or, or they, they won comfortably. But at the same time, the Jets had more first downs, 19-14. to They had more yards. The Jets had 309, and the Bills had 232. They had more passing yards by over 100. But the Jets turned it over twice, and the Bills won the football game. I mean, the Bills last week scored 20 points in the rain in heavy, significant rain and chilly, but not to the intensity of which we're expecting the weather to impact this game. Scored 20 points and had 232 yards offense. The difference was the Jets turned the ball over twice. Now, who are you going to trust to execute in that kind of climate at a higher level, would you expect the Bills or the Dolphins to? Well, you know, considering home field advantage, you would probably expect the Bills. And that's why my expectations still are what they are. And I'm not going to beat myself up too much if that is indeed the end result that we get. But there's so much variance that can come out of this game. You can throw records out the window. You can throw passing games out the window. You can throw successful running games out. This this is execution 
battle of wills, probably a field position game, and get the bounce of the ball. Could go either way. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating game. And um, I won't say it's going to be fun because it's going to be stressful, but again, expectations minus reality. So I'm trying to make sure my expectations are aligned properly so that I can be over the moon if the Dolphins win this football game. But if the Bills win this football game, you know what I'm certainly not going to do, pop on Twitter and read what Bills Mafia has to say about the game after the Dolphins won the home field advantage the first time, and then the Bills go ahead and, and take care of business in the snow. They have no positive contributions to give you about your team, just like Jets fans don't and just like Patriots fans don't. They don't. The Dolphins have this game to play, and then I think once this game passes for the Dolphins, that will be the, that will be the beginning of the defining stretch for whether or not this is, and I'm using air quotes here, same old Dolphins, right? The Dolphins losing two games in December doesn't make them same old Dolphins. But what they do in the final three games with two games against AFC East rivals with a chance to get double-digit wins and secure yourself a playoff spot, what you do with that opportunity, not the last three weeks, including this week against Buffalo. Now, would it be an amazing notch in your belt and stave off some of that discussion if the Dolphins win on Saturday night? Of course it would. But the Dolphins' test of whether or not this team is going to befell the same fate that so many Dolphins teams of the past 20 to 30 to 40 years have that has just gut-punched the fan base, that test won't start on Saturday night. So compartmentalize the game because that's how I am choosing um, to approach the game. It is a very different kind of test because it is such a unique situation that you're going to find yourself in. Speaking of unique, how about our friends over at Tommy John's? Don't make your loved ones face the dead of winter in old t-shirts, ancient underwear, and ratty sweats. Help them fight the cold with cozy. Give them the gift of Tommy John. With over 18 million pairs sold, giving Tommy John has become a holiday tradition 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. So hurry to Tommy John's wrap it up sale and save 30% off everything plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays. That's 30% off plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. tommyjohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So going into this game, uh, thinking about the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have had some success uh, in the last couple weeks getting things going on the ground. If you exclude the Jets game, uh, they rush for 132 on the Patriots. They rush for 164 on the Lions. They rush for 171 against the Browns. They rush for 175 against the Vikings. Those are the last five games that the Buffalo Bills have played. But here's 
what's interesting about that is I want to read the rushing yardage totals for Josh Allen in those football games, 10 for 47 against the Jets. So half of the Bills' rushing yards came from Josh Allen against the Jets. 8 for 20 against the Patriots. 10 for 78 against the Detroit Lions. 3 for 7 against the Browns. Not a surprise. The Dolphins had no, no issue running the ball against the Browns. 6 for 84 against the Vikings. And then even the week before that was 9 for 86 and two touchdowns in the first matchup against the Jets, which the Bills lost. Josh Allen got injured at the end of that football game. So that's something to consider here. You know, the Bills have had this success rushing the football. Josh Allen's like 20 yards away from being the leading rusher on the season. Devin Singletary has, it's even less than that. It's 15 yards. Josh Allen's 15 yards away from being the leading rusher on the year. He's got 99 carries. Devin Singletary's having success on the ground, four and a half yards per carry, but he's only averaging 11 attempts per game. They traded for Naeem Hines at the trade deadline, and what he's promptly given them is, is five carries for negative five yards and three receptions for 34 yards. So he's averaging 3.6 yards per carry and has 29 yards from scrimmage on eight touches since the trade deadline. Naeem Hines is not going to be an impact, um, or you would think is not going to be an impact. Zach Moss, not impact on the team, not here anymore. James Cook. Averaging 5.1 yards per carry, that is a player who has the speed to give Miami some troubles as a change of pace back. But what's interesting is if it's going to snow in the degree in which it is, this is going to be much more of a north-south football game. This is going to be a throwback game, which I think gives Devin Singletary and Josh Allen the two pieces in the rushing game that the Dolphins need to be most mindful of. Wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, amongst the best in the NFL, 94 for 12, 39, and 10 touchdowns. Gabe Davis, the next leading receiver, was 696 on 38 catches. That's 18.3 yards per catch. Dawson Knox is the only other player on the roster, well, he and Isaiah McKenzie, that aren't running backs that have over 10 catches for the year. Khalil Shakir, eight. Reggie Gilliam, seven. Quentin Morris, seven. Jamison Crowder, six. Isaiah Hodgins, four. Jay Kumro, four. Tommy Sweeney, one. John Brown, zero. They just re-signed uh, Isaiah or Cole Beasley. So he doesn't have any production. He's been retired. So the passing game, you got three guys and then the backs out of the backfield. I would imagine for both teams, the backs out of the backfield are going to be a big part of finding success moving the ball because they are the short completions to be found. And that's the challenge for the Dolphins themselves, is finding some of those completions to take. Now, Joe Marino yesterday, when we did the crossover Thursday, talked about uh, getting better at ball security, but at the expense of, quote-unquote, neutering the offense. So I'm going to read some numbers to you guys. 413, 414, 497, 326, 552, 443, 369, 317. Those are the Bills' offensive numbers before the Josh Allen injury. Josh Allen's injury came at the very end of that 317 performance against the Jets in their eighth game of the season. The following week, 
They had 486, lost to the Vikings, turned the ball over four times. The turnovers in those first eight games were 4-0-1-2-2-1-2-2-4. They have two turnovers offensively in the last two weeks, and here are their offensive yardage production numbers. 357, 401, 355, 232. So you can take that regression to improve ball security, and you can turn up the conservatism to a 10. And that's really the whole point of thinking about this game. It's not going to be the kind of game that either team would like it to be. In the grand scheme of things, who does that help more? I would think from a schematic perspective, advantage Dolphins, it impacts the Dolphins less. But then you have to balance that out with the Bills getting the home field advantage of playing in that kind of environment. So push maybe i don't know i really can't tell you with any level of definitive confidence on what this game is going to look like for the dolphins i could tell you if if teams have to play it close to the vest the dolphins defense will reap the benefits of that a because they're used to playing 80 snaps a game they've done it like four times a season b it removes some of the explosive play potential of the buffalo bills offense and forces them to play bottled up increases your chances if you have to string together 10-plus play drives with consistency that errors are going to derail a possession and you're not going to get points. This game, to me, has the potential to follow the same kind of script that another infamous Dolphins game did. November 26th, 2007. The Miami Dolphins were 0-10. And they played a Pittsburgh Steelers team that finished that year 10-6. and And at the point of that game was 7-3. The final score of that football game was 3-0. And the Pittsburgh Steelers kicked a game-winning field goal with 17 seconds left. Because if you remember... This game was played in the absolute slop in Pittsburgh. Torrential downpour. The Dolphins had 159 yards of offense. The Steelers had 216 yards of offense. The two teams combined for 242 passing yards. The Dolphins lost the turnover battle and lost the game. This could be that kind of contest. Like, it it genuinely could be. Now, if the Bills come out and they have success throwing the ball and the Dolphins get in a two-score hole early in the game, it's going to be trouble. But that's also the unpredictability of this kind of contest is it is impossible to get a feel for when the waxes and the wanes of the snow are going to show up throughout the course of that three-hour stretch. All we know is it will have been raining for about 24 hours before the game starts. And they're calling for up to one to three feet of snow. Brace yourselves accordingly. But I think if it becomes that kind of game, I don't know how any Dolphins fan could walk out of that game, regardless of the outcome, and feel pessimistic. Because that game, that caliber of a game, if that is indeed what we get, to the level of that 07 Steelers game is a game that, you know, it it is a game of chance. It is not a game of skill. 
Half the time, it's not even about execution. It is literally a game of chance. And if that's what the Dolphins get, then we will hope for the best and know that the team has the capability and the talent available to make one play if you need one play to win a football. I think Dan Orlovsky nailed it on ESPN earlier this week when he said that the Dolphins should aspire to make this game about everything other than Tua. That's my final thought. What do I mean by that? I'll tell you as soon as I tell you about our friends over at Total Wine and More. This holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine and More with so many great bottles to choose from. It's easy to find a new favorite cab or Chardonnay. The perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide. And with all the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price, too. Love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. B21. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Dan Orlovsky said earlier this week that the Dolphins should aspire to make this game about everything other than Tua Tungvaloa. And for the vast majority of this season, the Dolphins and their play has been centered around Tua Tungvaloa. And when he's been healthy, the Dolphins have won a lot of football games. When games that he has started and completed, they are 8-2, and two, right? Um... But again, with this game script and the weather detracting or distracting or redirecting your energy on how you're going to go out and execute, that shouldn't be an insulting comment. And I cannot wait for the time in which Tua Tongvaloa gets to the juncture that making a comment like that is not considered derogatory against Tua. Because in the elements... And coming off the last two games that you've played, you need to find balance. You need to keep teams honest. It's not a coincidence in the history of football, no matter how great of a quarterback you are, you're always at your best when the opposing team doesn't know exactly what's about to happen. And you have to honor all of the possible plays that could be designed. And if you told me that the Dolphins came out, inspired, and ran the ball. We haven't run the ball. We've run the ball for less yards the last three weeks since the bye than we ran against the Browns. We ran for 66 against the Texans team that blew up your tackles throughout the course of that game. Teron Armstead didn't play against the 49ers. I get it. But at the same time, you need to be able to move the ball on the ground. And we are waiting to find out what the status of Jeff Wilson is. That's um, 
that's going to be a big piece for the Dolphins because Jeff Wilson was was the guy against the Chargers, four for 26 and a 20-yard run. Now, he's going to have to hold on to the ball. We're going to have to hold on to the ball much better than we did against the Chargers because we put it on the ground once and we nearly put it on the ground again. But if you get Jeff Wilson in this game, I think that's a win for the Dolphins as well because that's where Miami has had their success. And you think about the games in which the Dolphins have successfully run the football. There's not a lot of them. They ran for 195 against the Browns. They put 107 on the Detroit Lions. They ran for 137 against the Jets because they had to, because they were on their third-string quarterback. 111 against the Steelers. Jeff Wilson's been with the team since Chicago. They have to find that, especially in this game. And if the if if this game makes it more about big people leaning on little people, I think that's something that may help the Dolphins as well because the Dolphins uh, are facing a Bills team that is going to be missing some players in the trenches. Offensive lineman Ryan Bates will not be playing in this game. Um, Jordan Phillips, the nose tackle, has been confirmed out for this game. Doesn't seem like we're going to have any other players uh, in the trenches. Ed Oliver will play. He's, he was a full participant on Thursday. Roger Saffold was only a player who got vet rest. Mitch Moore's been dealing with an elbow as a full participant, but he will play. But you're talking about not having Jordan Phillips Ed Oliver's 290? You don't have Von Miller? You think about up front what the Bills do have. Teron Armstead's playing. He told us in the locker room on Thursday that would be the case. The Dolphins will be without Elijah Campbell. They'll be without Eric Rowe. That is unfortunate. But again, if you're considering that this game is won from the front out, that is a development for the Dolphins to have Teron Armstead. No, the Bills don't have Von Miller. No, they're not going to have Jordan Phillips. You should have advantages in the trenches. And if if it literally just becomes big bodies versus smaller bodies in the snow, if the weather is intense, I'll take Robert Hunt. I'll take Teron Armstead. I'll take Connor Williams. So are, are you going to let Linebackers and nickel DBs blow up your tight ends and ruin the entire running game? Are you guys going to dig down deep and find something within yourselves that you're capable of, but you haven't done all season long? I don't know, but we'll find out soon enough. And we will have a post-game show after the uh, the Week 15 matchup. Looking forward to getting the Dolphins back at home against the Packers on Christmas. That'll be nice. Uh, but we got one more game left to play. And for the Dolphins, I hope they treat it like house money. Because from a playoff leveraging perspective, that's exactly what it is. But it's also house money. Nobody picked you in the East. If you go out and you win the East and then you run the table last three games and the Bills lose one more the rest of the way, you're AFC East champions. You got a lot of gain and nothing to lose. Because if you lose, you're going to be in exactly the same spot that you're in right now. In a coin flip game based on the weather conditions. Go out and do it. Go ahead. 
We'll find out if they do. Kyle Krabs, keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Thanks for checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your Friday. And fins up. Go Dolphins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.